0: You are listening to Our Year in Bruce Springsteen. Hey everybody, and welcome to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. It's the only podcast on the internet where we talk about every Bruce Springsteen song, or have talked about every Bruce Springsteen song, in alphabetical order. I'm JB Clark. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty, rusty, co-host Rob Carvac. Rob, how you doing?
1: I'm good man. I'm just realizing probably how we should have done the cold open was today on Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet. It's our 2019 year in Bruce. That would have been the best way to do it and it just now occurred to me that that's how we start most episodes. We are rusty my friend. It's been a minute. It has
0: been a minute. So with Sam Sanders on this week's episode I'm talking to two journalists. two journalists uh, thank,
1: thank you for that
0: <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute with sam sanders it's you said it's been a minute it's, it's i know no i was America. just
1: like you're you're referring to the two of us as journalists and i was thinking like that's uh a...
0: oh i was just talking he always has two journalists on oh i, I was referring to that we're i not... got you we were on two different I mean, wavelengths I'm a, I'm a journalist um i know you are i'm not <laughs> oh man not a day anyway. in my life
1: um how are you today I'm doing good, sir. We, uh, <laughs> it, it, I think, before we started talking, we were acknowledging that this whole thing's been a comedy of errors. My kids had a uh, Christmas production at their school tonight, so it was a it was a big old scramble to <laughs> get everybody home and, you know, in, in a place yep.
0: sedated appropriately so that I could I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't have been tonight had I not canceled it twice already. Hey, that's all right, man. It's Pre Christmas,
1: so we're still we're still in the we're inside the bounds. So we have, by the way, we have this episode. This is a our, our normal year in Bruce where we sort of look back at the ratings, we look at kind of what releases, what any sort of Bruce Springsteen news that came out in 2019, and we kind of evaluate where we're at, which is interesting because we finished this year with our original goal. Yes, and then uh, the next episode that we drop, hopefully before the new year, all all fingers crossed, uh, we'll do our uh, our annual. Media overload. So watch for that in the feed. Hopefully before Christmas. So anyway, I'm doing good. You're doing good. Let's talk about 2019, JB. Let's do it. Of course, the biggest thing that happened in 2019 was Bruce Springsteen released an album called Western Stars. I think that's that's really Western the
0: Stars
1: and we didn't really talk about it we we've, we've intentionally sort of avoided it in conversation just because we we've not yet done the song by song we don't want to necessarily tip our hand but i think this is an okay time to to just very basically very generally sort of mention the fact that this album did come out this year and so next next episode yeah. when we talk about our favorite albums of the year and we intentionally do not mention this album we're talking about this one now because this 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 is a special one this is this is a Bruce
0: Springsteen album you see right so it doesn't count in the regular pantheon of albums
1: yeah so in in june uh actually father's day weekend in june which is very appropriate bruce released uh his 19th studio album western stars to i I would argue not not necessarily just raging a claim that he's used to but i i I think it it was met with the appropriate amount of fanfare wouldn't you say
0: yeah i would say a lot of people who would normally so uh, you know Rolling Stone famously panned this right <laughs> by only giving it four giving out, it out of five stars. Four, four out of five stars. <laughs> Ratings uh, reserved <laughs>
1: for lesser than artists than Bruce Springsteen. Jan Winner has
0: yeah, rebelled. Kind of hilarious, yeah, because he always they always give him like five stars. So they give him like seven stars.
1: I mean, like Lucky Town got uh, four and a half stars, I think.
0: But uh, I think that a lot of people who like I remember reading some stuff in like paste and those kind of places who normally wouldn't be, you know, seeing the praises of Bruce Springsteen talking about how cool it is to hear an artist sort of do something totally different this deep in and and uh, something yeah. s- still like so, totally different and really, really well done. Well, and, and so that that yeah. was cool to me was to see, you know, a lot of people like so what we thought it was going to be. And a lot of other people saying uh, a lot of people who would have never noticed or really cared saying, oh uh what's up it's almost paradoxical
1: because it it, it's both totally new in that he's never done anything exactly like this before but also it's totally consistent with his body of work because one of the things that bruce has done is he sort of progressed as he's gone and he sort of evolved as an artist based on his stage of life and this is very much a latter year like act three of your of a person's life type of record and it's also like it has a western sensibility which is not brand new for him like we we've had we've had devils and dust and um yeah other there have been other times where he sort of broached this type of material before it's just he like really went full like all the way into it this time
0: you know well total of love he hinted at some of this kind of stuff and, yeah and uh nebraska he hinted at some of this kind of stuff um, well even the rising and, like the
1: string section there, there's a couple of points where you hear yeah. the string section and you're like this is not totally unfamiliar to like Lonesome Day, you know what I mean? Like it's it's right. all like in the DNA because um, I I, re- I feel like I I, uh, I feel like I bag on Paul McCartney way too much, but uh, I love Paul McCartney. Paul's my favorite Beatle. But a couple, like last year or the year before, Paul McCartney put out a record of like basically crooning songs, and yeah. I did not like it. <laughs> and and but and the thing is, it's it, it, here's what here's what I'm getting at. For Paul McCartney to put out an album of crooning songs, you could sit here and be like, "Wow, he did something really different for for Paul McCartney, and that was very brave." But it it's not good. <laughs> so like that's the that's the difference. What it's was like it called? Bruce...
0: Something Station. Say what? What was it called? Something Station.
1: I think that's right. I don't remember. It,
0: it left almost it, virtually
1: no impression on me whatsoever.
0: Uh, yeah. It was long too. It was long.
1: It's I mean you know good for Paul McCartney for continuing to work, but at the same time, I'm like. That does it, it didn't work for me, but at the same time I listen to this and I think like, oh, Bruce is doing something different, but it's all it also happens to have the benefit of being really good. And and yep. also consistent with who he is as a person. Like it doesn't feel like a totally DV devi- like if he had done an album of like crooning songs or like children's songs or jazz, you know, like you would have been like, What is this? But this felt familiar enough to to make sense inside the larger body of work, you know?
0: He would honestly have he would have some precedent for putting out crooning songs. Yeah, um
1: or children's songs. But yeah. We, we've all heard I Chicken and saying. Lizard Hips. Yeah,
0: he's it. I guess. Yeah, I would love to not hear a whole record of that. <laughs> um and Pony Boy. But I will say this. Uh one thing that's he's talking about the consistency of this, you know, it does fit in the sort of the narrative of it. Every so many years, he really, you know, early, especially early in his career, he would do like every three records or so, he would just kind of buck everything. Yeah. And do something else. And then lately, we get more. Like we, different records than we do, you know, like Ties That Bind's totally different. Um, well, that's, that's, that's no, one. it's not. Sorry, Ties That Bind's not. That's I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was looking, I was reading the Ties That Bind, and I was trying to say uh, We Shall Overcome. That's totally different.
1: Very different. Uh, very and different then things.
0: like Magic has got a lot of that sort of extra production on it. Um, uh, working on a dream, whatever. Wrecking Ball is more in line with where he was, his projection, you know. But it still got sort of like that Brandon O'Brien quality that wasn't explored on the Promise. I mean, on the Rising. Excuse me, I'm all mixed up tonight. You know, <laughs> High Hope is sort of in is sort of the I guess working on a dream of uh, Wrecking Ball, but yeah, it's sort of a uh, deleted
1: box. It's it's almost like a like a one disc box set. But but it, you're right. Like it does have yeah. a certain sensibility. Like he's got Tom Morello on there, which brings a different sort of feel to it. And, but yeah, it was somebody, right, like what,
0: Devils and Dust was totally different. The Rising was was totally different. The Ghost of Tom Joe was totally different. Human Touch and Lucky Town were totally different. You know, they were in line with him as a rocker, but they were totally different from the kind of rock he was famous for. Total Love was totally different. You know, I think people just think of the river born in the USA and uh, like Born to Run Darkness on the Edge of Town. Yeah. As sort of who Bruce is. Right. But like Greetings and Wild and the Innocent and Eastry Shuffle were totally different from Born to Run Darkness in the River. Yes. Which is totally different from Nebraska. And then he goes back to it. Born in the USA. But he adds like he adds like chart pop to it. Yes. And then Tunnel of the Love is totally different. You know what I'm saying? So like it's he changes. He has been changing over and over. The only thing is that he keeps like a lot of the true um, like Americana, rock and roll, like bar rock in sort of the base of a lot of it. So it doesn't feel like he's straying that far, mm-hmm. but a lot, you know, I mean, no more than three in a row or anything alike.
1: That's absolutely right. And, and what, what I hear you saying is that he, he has never stopped evolving as an artist that he's, he's yeah, not content I, to make the same album every three years for 50 years.
0: Yeah. Born to run darkness in the river is the only stretch where he's gotten even close to being kind of the same sound, but even the river's got like way more do Uh, Even though darkness has a whole others like do up, like B side. Yeah, Dar- <laughs> Darkness, Darkness on the Edge is is of Town
1: has like an evil of... twin that was in an alternate universe, uh, might have existed.
0: Um, I know, right? It's totally like one of those movies where somebody's like living in a dystopia and they, or someone's, someone's you know, living in, in a, uh, like sort of an Archie Bunker world and then they wake up and realize that they're actually in a dystopia. Like yeah. that's the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, it's someone like it's a it's a movie about like when you're on your meds and when you're off your meds. <laughs>
1: yeah, very much so. I, I've I've heard people talk about how we are currently living in the worst timeline. Um, that yeah. there are other there are other uh, universes where, you know, things things are better <laughs> on any yeah. number of fronts. Um, but yeah, and so I think when, when you compare it to Tunnel of Love, I think that's right because he he was coming off of a, of a major high. He was one of the biggest rock stars in the in the universe. And he makes a smaller divorce album, and and at the time, I think people were really confused by Tunnel of Love, and I and I remember like going back and reading reviews of not just the album but the tour, and people were not responding to that very. I mean, I think in retrospect, people are people have warmed a lot to that album. In fact, I've heard some yeah. critics go back and say that they think Tunnel of Love may be one of his best albums. But at the time, people were really confused by it, and I think exactly what you I'm said. I'm sure that
0: tour was totally, You know, going to that. Doer, if you're like a, a diehard Springsteen fan who saw him, you know, 15 times on Born in the USA, which was sort of his most stage antics stage antics album. Like, oh, he's yeah, like, it was let's like do everything with barb in arena. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Tunnel of Love is like, all right, now that we're in arena, let's do like a Cirque du Soleil, like weird avant-garde version of this. Well, he, he, He's wearing uh, a suit
1: every night, which is very different yeah. than like the, the denim cutoffs and the, the headband. You know, like he's, he, he changes the entire, so like you you come off of the album and the tour that made you a star and of course everybody behind you who's making money off of your work is going to be like can we can we just do that again and he goes so far off course that every I mean any other artist would have been done you know, like that that would have been that, that would have been a kamikaze mission but instead he ends up making something that in retrospect is i mean I I don't know if I would go so far as to call it a masterpiece, but a lot I, I think there are, there are critics out there who would absolutely refer to Tunnel of Love as a masterpiece. But that's not how it was, re- was received at the time. And I think that's how we're going to look back on yeah. Western stars. I, th- I think in 10 years, I think we're going to look back at Western stars, not just because of the, the album, but because of the film, and able to really kind of process what exactly he was doing and really be able, to, I think, to stand in awe of it. I think it's really pretty bold and pretty great. You know? Yeah. Did I lose you again?
0: No, 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 no. I I I agree. I just uh, I didn't have anything to say oh. like in response. <laughs> like, but then I realized like I sh- you know, this is a conversation that's being recorded, He's so right, I we'll probably count you should down. respond. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so
1: and he, I am guessing you still have not seen the documentary, Western Stars.
0: I no, I it's not uh it's not here. It's not available
1: to you. Yeah, it it um I I would imagine living in Tupelo, Mississippi, it would have been difficult to find a place that was showing it. So, uh, so yeah, so he releases the album in June, and then he releases the documentary in October. And I really loved the documentary. I was kind of bummed that I only got to see it once. I, I drove up to Oklahoma City and meant to take my dad to see it, but uh, we, we ended up not being able to. But I would have really loved to have done that. Uh, it's it's great. I'm excited for, for it to be available on uh, streaming because I will definitely watch yeah. it again. It, it really was. It was like going to a movie theater and going to a Bruce Springsteen concert. And it was really cool. And um, I'm really glad he made it. And I think it, it's a really, really good companion to the album and also by the way not to spoil the end of the the movie but there he he adds a song that now we're gonna have to talk about at some point which is uh rhinestone cowboy (laughs) he does a cover of rhinestone cowboy so we that's it's officially been released on the film soundtrack so guess what jb at some point next year we're gonna talk about rhinestone cowboy or in 2021
0: Uh, we're gonna do it man
1: yeah we are it's 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 on the list so we are so yeah, so highly recommend. We can't really talk about it that much because uh, you still haven't seen it. But um, also in August, I feel like we need to talk about the movie that we've already de- dedicated an entire episode to, which is the movie Blinded by the Light. Yeah. Um, we, we really said everything we needed to say, I think, on, on our episode where we reviewed that. So if anybody needs to hear us talk about that, then it's back in the feed in August. But... Um, just acknowledging that that is a major thing related to the work of Bruce Springsteen that happened in 2008.
0: Well, it was cool to see like a widely released. Well, you know, you don't. There's not a ton of musicals like widely released in theater, but then a widely re- I mean, it was everywhere. Um, there, you know, there weren't a lot of theaters that didn't have it. Uh, Almost to their detriment. Uh, the and I, I think that
1: ended up marketing-wise. I think that ended up becoming sort of their 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 downfall. I think if they'd released it in oh, fewer yeah. theaters, it would have been seen as profitable, but it
0: was not. Um, but it was great. Uh, and everybody who saw it had good things to say about it
1: yeah it w- it was good and i'm um and, and again like we 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 gave our full thoughts on it and uh i'm i'm really glad I'm glad it got made i'm glad i mean we th- this is a really amazing kind of thing th- we are we are exiting the year two thousand and nineteen in which there were two mainstream wide released movies that starred a non american non white person that featured the entire like a full like the body of work. Of a major artist, so in in May we got Yesterday, which featured the Beatles, like music by the Beatles, and then in August we got Blinded by the Light, which featured obviously the music of Bruce Springsteen. Um, both, in my yeah. opinion, pretty good movies. So, um, so yeah, it was an it's an interesting year. Like that, intellectual the IP intellectual property doesn't just mean comic books and and novels and old TV shows. It also means uh, the body of work of some of our greatest songwriters. So you know. I I wish yep. I wish Blinded by the Light had done as well in the box at the box office as as yesterday did, uh, but it didn't. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. I'm still I'm glad it exists.
0: It's uh it was it was really enjoyable, and I'm sure it'll do well over time.
1: Well, I, yeah, and, and and now it gets to have a second life on streaming, and hopefully it'll get picked up by Netflix or um, Amazon, and oh, definitely. Be able to yeah. yeah find find a, a, a larger audience hopefully, um, and then. Before we get to the spreadsheets, we need to talk about what the E Street Band has been up to. And as far as we could tell, um, most of the E Street Band members, specifically Little Steven and Nils, have spent most of their time this year fighting with people on Twitter. But Jake Clemens managed to find time to— Oh, Nils got his
0: guitar stolen out of his
1: car. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. Nils had his guitar stolen? Yeah, I want to
0: say it was in, like, Fort Worth.
1: Oh, wait. I think I did know that. You're right. It was in Dallas. Yeah, he was he was playing at the Kessler, and he got his car his guitar stolen. I, I do that's remember right. hearing yeah. that. That's embarrassing, guys. Let's do better, Texas. Let's be the yeah. let's be Come the on. place that gives Nils a guitar, not takes one away.
0: So, exactly.
1: So w- I think we're already. I think Nils is ready for the E Street Band to get back together, so that he can stop uh, getting his guitar stolen in, <laughs> in Dallas. And they were
0: they were found and returned, but still, that's that's Dallas. traumatic to have your guitar that's stolen. Pretty- that's pretty shitty. <laughs> that is. That
1: is. It's terrible. Um, but yeah. Jake Clemens made an album, and I, I did not listen to it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't yeah, know that it I, existed. I totally
0: intended to have it pulled up, and I, I don't uh, – all my stuff's loaded. Give me one second. We're going to have to do a quick little edit break. I just want to be able to reference the track list so I can kind of walk through it real quick. It's really great.
1: I mean, you can just basically say if it's good or not.
0: <laughs> well, I have a couple of notes about it. Uh, all right, so Jake Clemens put out the record Eyes on the Horizon. Okay.
1: Not to be confused with
0: the U2 album No
1: Line on the Horizon.
0: Correct. This is Eyes on the Horizon. Yes. And um, so Tom Morello plays on one on one track, Consumption Town, which is awesome. It's a great song. That's top. my impression of Tom Morello. Yeah. <laughs> and it has a lot to do with uh, – Consumption Town has a lot to do with just sort of like uh, – I just the kind of the way we view things in like so, so fleeting in the culture right now. Uh, it's really good. Uh, and then Mom Deserves Better is really great. Um, all, all of it is great. There's a song We the People. that's pretty on the nose. A lot of it's on the nose. We were talking about this with like the last David Brothers record was really on the nose. Yeah. Um, but it like it's also really great as if they're saying to people out there like, hey, have you guys not been listening <laughs> this whole time? Like Bruce has done a few times. Yeah. Uh, specifically with like Wrecking Ball. <laughs> yeah. When Bruce is like, we take care of our own people yeah yeah and i and jake this is pretty on the nose too um and also he is the second artist that i listened to this year put out a new record with a cover of democracy <laughs> by leonard cohen on it well that
1: that is very over <laughs> uh,
0: which makes you wonder uh and so that's funny and his cover is awesome and it is. It is good. Uh, the Luminaires did it too. And theirs was good. Theirs was really good. Uh, but Jay Clemens is like, uh, Jay Clemens could be accidentally mistaken in 20 years to be the guy that wrote this song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's uh, it's that good and polished that like people could hear for the first time and you know that, that that could become people. Oh, actually, you know Leonard Cohen did that, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, it's super good. So Eyes on the Horizon is definitely worth the listen. And I, it, me, I think I listened to it like three or four times. The first time I was like, okay, and the second time I was really into it, so I, I went back for a third dip and it held up. Nice. So, so yeah.
1: would you? Because we talked about his uh his last album his, or his previous Fear album. What What was that one? I can't even remember the name of it
0: from. Two Fear, and love, from Fear and Love from 2017. Fear in Love was great. Uh, I don't love it as much as I did when I first listened to it though. The first one time through. I loved, and then I went back this year and listened to it again when this one came out, and it's it's still good, but it's it's uh, it was it was one that just I really loved in the moment, and, and this one I think will hold up.
1: Really? So you yeah. do you feel like he's maturing as a songwriter?
0: For sure. Well, I definitely my first time through, I thought uh, I thought this saw this record is 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 good, you know, but and but I don't love it. But he is, you can see him swinging for the fences, like you can see him being. Very confident. Uh, I'm sure it is hard to uh, to pl- play with Bruce Springsteen all year or for two years and come home, you know, like straight on the road. And yeah. then come home and, like, tr- and not push yourself to be more ambitious with your music. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's definitely worth listening to. Very cool.
1: So it, as far as I know, that's pretty much the only noteworthy thing. From From this year, yeah, as far as the easter e band is concerned,
0: Weinberg, I think Weinberg did a few dates, and Nils toured a bunch and was on Twitter a bunch. Little Steven was on Twitter a lot.
1: little Steven, i I worry about little Steven sometimes i I fear that he's he's reaching like Donald Trump level of Twitter engagement not not <laughs> not to the level of like the the toxicity, but just the level of like he seems to really care a lot what's going on on Twitter, you know, yeah. He gets um, into it, man. He does. He gets into it a lot. I mean, he's doing other things. He's like, I, I, I think he still like hosts a, a show on SiriusXM, and you know, he 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 he, he turns up randomly. Like, oh, he was in a movie I saw. Like, he he like as a, as an extra, basically. He was in, um, oh my gosh, oh, he's in The Irishman. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Like I didn't even realize it was him. Of course he's in The Irishman. I know. I, uh, Do you he, remember when Bon Jovi was in U five seven one?
1: I didn't until you summer. said that. That's funny. So yeah, yeah, Little Stevens in in the Irishman. I I didn't realize he was until I was going back after I saw the movie. I was I, I was going back looking at the cast list and and he popped up and I was like what what? And so somebody I follow <laughs> had posted like a screenshot and even looking at the screenshot I can barely tell that it's him. So he, he's like in one shot of like this three and a half hour long movie and I think he's a musician. So that it, he's just, he's just in there because why not why not it's a three and a half hour long Martin Scorsese vanity project and and it's it it is very good but at the same time it's like man Marty swinging for the fences uh, but yeah little Steven showed up have you seen it was the he Archive? like in the background no I haven't is he in the background in this like deli scene I can't remember I don't know man the movie is so long I'm I'll, I'm going to watch it again for sure but I just I've not been able to do it yet so uh. I can't. I can't remember exactly where he shows up, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch for it really, cl- really carefully next time. Hopefully, hopefully before we do our year end wrap up, I'll I'll be able to give you more information. So, uh, so yeah, little Cena uh, shows up. All in right, cool. One.
0: So. That's uh, that's all the other stuff. Do you want to get into what we rated and how we rated it? And yeah, let's talk about the we spreadsheets. What we need to revise, any of that? For all right, sure. Let's do it.
1: Well, and and this is this is a big one because we've th- for the first time because we've done this every year with just like pieces of what we've done, but this is the first time we've we've been able to sit down and really look at everything because we finished for anybody. This is your first episode. We wrapped up. We, we did a we're done. If, yeah. This is your first podcast episode. Here's what over. this podcast was. We did a song by song, alphabetical exploration of the entire body of Bruce Springsteen. It was great. We had so much fun. And so now we're going to go back and we rated every song on a scale of one to five ish, uh, different metrics for different songs. And, and now, so what we're going to look at is our ratings. How did how did all the different albums shake out? What were our favorite, least favorite? Do we want to change any? So, I guess before we do anything else, JB, are there any songs whose ratings you would like to change for yourself?
0: I can't think of any off the top of my head, but do you have any that feel contested to you? Like, that you feel like uh, I wronged you? or the, Have we gotten feedback? No,
1: I mean, we've gotten feedback. There are people who think we underrated She's the One. Um, there's... I mean, obviously, there are people who have rioted in the streets over our treatment of fifty-seven channels and ethanon. I, I'm, I'm looking down my list. I'm just because it's every song now, and so I'm, I'm sort of looking at. We, I, I will say, there, there's so, some albums that I think are underrepresented on the Hall of Fame. Like we just got done talking about Tunnel of Love. We only there's one song on Tunnel of Love that ended up on the Hall of Fame, and it's Brilliant Disguise. And since we just yeah. got done like singing the praises of that song, that album, I wondered like, do we want to consider any any of these songs for a Hall of Fame contention? I mean, maybe
0: tougher than the rest. I don't know if that's
1: tougher than the rest is probably the closest we got. To, like, I gave that one a five, and you gave it a four and a half.
0: Good looking, Joe's. Uh, I don't think Walking Man's a five. I think we, you know, uh, yeah, four. <laughs> Good looking, Joe's. Do I yeah, five. Good looking, Joe's. Uh, I don't think once the, I think one step up. So. I don't know.
1: I think it's fine. I mean, I don't think we have to crowbar yeah. something into the Hall of Fame and there's nothing in there. There's, um,
0: oh. Let me ask you this. Yes. I thought that Magic and I thought that Magic and Wrecking Ball were going to come out even. Yeah, Wrecking Ball came out a little
1: higher, I think, didn't it?
0: In no, term- Wrecking Ball came out four hundredths of a point lower than Magic.
1: Okay, well, well let's get to that in a second. So I, what I hear you saying is we don't want to change any of our ratings so far.
0: So, well, I'm saying I'm a little pissed that oh. you didn't give Magic just a little bit more love.
1: Well, <laughs> I, mean oh, I, I see, I see. We're we're gonna get into that love. right now. Yeah. Okay. So, so you and I, we have. It, it's like if if you and I were were parents and we and we had two two children. If this was a right. Jacob and Esau situation, that uh, Magic would be my favorite child, course, and working on a dream would be was, yours.
0: Or uh, of course, if this was a Jacob and Esau situation. Ball.
1: Yes, if this were a Jacob and Esau situation. Uh, you would be you would be Esau. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or J- Jacob, you, Jacob, you would be Jacob, and Wrecking Ball would be your Esau, is what you're saying. And I would be Sarah, Rebecca. I would be Rebecca, and your and Jacob. My okay, hold on. No, never mind. Anyway, you get it.
0: I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you're saying you're saying I I I did Wrecking Ball dirty that I didn't give it enough fives.
0: I think it just needed a just the tiniest bit more love. Because you, that's what
1: I'm saying. Because you let it rain fives on this album. Like there's there's fives all over this this whole thing. I'm looking at it like the right only on song
0: Wrecking Balls You gave Wrecking Ball a four. You gave Wrecking Ball a four. And like, come on, man. Hey,
1: man, I almost gave Wrecking Ball a three. The song.
0: Uh, okay. You're welcome
1: for me giving it a four. Wrecking Ball, and I've seen it live. Wrecking Ball is fine. I'm fine with Wrecking Ball. I do not get excited at all about Wrecking Ball, but I recognize what it is and I, I can I can appreciate it for what it is. Also, Rocky Ground. In all honesty, I probably should have given a three and a half. If anything, I overrated Wrecking Ball to spare your feelings.
0: Golly, that the, just breaks my heart, Rob. The, the lowest rate that is,
1: breaks me open. Do you do you want to do you want to downgrade anything on Magic just out of spite?
0: No, I think Magic's a great record. <laughs>
1: Magic's a better record than Wrecking Ball. Let's just own it. Let's just let it be. What if
0: I was like, you'll be coming down? It's coming down. Give Uh, it a four.
1: (laughs) I I fully expected you to give you'll be coming down. Oh, wait, you gave it a four and a half.
0: I did. I'm saying I was just joking. I mean, even if you
1: downgraded it, it wouldn't hurt that bad. I'll tell you what. Let's look at the averages, and then we'll we'll come back to this discussion. Okay, so looking at our personal averages – or our, I guess the the averages together. Let's take a look at how we rated each album. So we, we've mentioned before that uh, we we've given every darkness on the edge town. Or I'm sorry, every every darkness on the edge of town song a five. So the darkness on the edge of town has a perfect score from you and from me. So it's obviously yes. that, that's our, our our collectively highest rated album. So from there, let, let's take a look at the top five albums that we've averaged together. So it starts off with darkness on the edge of town. Then Born to Run is is the second highest with a four point eight across the board. yes we, we each gave. She's the one of four. That's the that's the thing that stops it from being a five. Then the the third highest for us, and I realize this is a this is a point of contention for you, is Magic. And uh, well, which yep. I say I say that Wrecking Ball and Magic on my on my sheet are tied at a four point six each. So, um, and then so and then Greetings from Asbury Park, New Oh yeah say what
0: wrecking balls a wrecking balls a 4.56
1: okay i guess my my sheet automatically rounded it up all right so yeah. just barely just like by but this the thinnest of threads is right a little bit lower than magic and uh that that's you, you can say that that's on me but also it's on uh you've got it
0: because yeah, it is
1: we both gave that song a three yeah so then, uh, then you got greetings from Raspberry Park, New Jersey, Nebraska, Wildly Innocent, Born in the USA, all with a four point four. So, uh, do you, do you have the the better breakdowns of, of those numbers?
0: Yeah, Nebraska's four point four three. Greetings is four point 4. four four, and what was the other one you said?
1: Uh, Wildly Innocent.
0: Uh, Wildly Innocent is four point
1: three
0: eight. Okay, so greetings. So- it's greetings, and then by one one hundredth Nebraska, and then by a little bit more Wild and the Innocent.
1: See, I would have expected Wild the Innocent to be a little bit higher for both of us, just because I know we gave almost every song on that on that album a five, except for uh, except for Wild Billy Circus Story and Kitty's Back. I think
0: these averages might not be right because the Wild the Innocent we both get four point five eight total, so it should be four point five eight. It should be higher. That's I don't know why the averages are. That average is weird. The rest okay. of them look right.
1: So then, so then the official rankings should be Darkness on the Edge of Town, number one, Born, Born to Run, number two, Magic, number three, Wrecking Ball, number four, Greetings from Esri Park, number five, or Wild the Innocent, number five? Greetings. Greetings. So that— so No, no, top... no,
0: no. Yeah, Greetings, Greetings. Sorry. Okay,
1: so the top five remains. Uh, Darkness, Born, Born to Run, Magic, Wrecking Ball, and Greetings. mm
0: mm-hmm. in, in Nebraska, our... just barely.
1: Okay. And that's for our collective averages. Now, the lowest, no one I think will be surprised to learn, our lowest full album was Human Touch. That, that album averages out at uh, around a three, just below a three.
0: Yeah, 295.
1: Yeah, and then the only two things that are lower than, than that are Tracks Disc 3 and Tracks Disc 4. So um, if, if we're separating out each disc from Tracks, those two are technically lower. But as a, as a complete album, Human Touch is the lowest album for us. Which should not surprise anyone. Yep. And uh, and then if, if you want to continue with the full albums, Human Touch is at the bottom, uh, We Shall Overcome is the second lowest album, and then The Promise is the third lowest. Mm-hmm. So those are our averages together. Now, since you've got the numbers in front of us, JB, why don't you tell us what your – according to the averages, this may not be how you would actually rank them, but just based on how we scored everything – why don't you tell us what your top five were according just according to the spreadsheets, and then you can tell us if that's accurate for you.
0: It looks like darkness is number one. Or yeah, and then Born to Run, and then hang on.
1: Oh, you? Do you have it in front of you? I, I can tell you.
0: I right. do. They're not in alpha. They're not in. They're not ordered. Oh, correctly.
1: I have them ordered. Do you want? Do you want me to say? Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, then you have Greetings from Asbury Park as your number three. With a four point seven eight, okay. then Wrecking Ball as your number four, and then Wild Innocent East Street Shuffle as your number five.
0: Yeah, um, do you feel like that's, that's right? Pretty, that feels right to me.
1: Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to dispute that list, you know?
0: So, no, no, not at all.
1: So you've got you've got because I know that you went on Jesse Jackson's podcast and talked about Greetings, and then on an, on a separate episode talked about Wrecking Ball as your two favorite albums. So of course. After Darkness and Born to Run, those are your t- two top albums. So, in this order, yeah. you have Greetings ranked just slightly above Wrecking Ball. Do you think that's that's right?
0: I don't know. I mean, they're separated by one one hundredth of a point.
1: I know it's it's negligible. To, I mean, on, on yeah. a different day, you, you could probably invert those two.
0: Right. I, and, I mean, I mean, like they have a different number of songs, that's and true. so just yeah, it comes out pretty even when you consider that.
1: That makes a difference for sure. Um, and then, not for nothing, but Magic is your number six.
0: Yeah, I love magic.
1: Absolutely, you do. Uh, and then your bottom uh, albums are, of course, human. Human touch. Human touch is all yeah. all or both of our bottom full album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got. Do you have it in front of you?
0: Not in the right order. Oh, okay.
1: No. Then, uh, if, if we're not counting box sets, then you've got. So human touch is, is at the bottom for you. Then right above human touch is Lucky Town. So, the two 1992 yeah. albums are, are at the lowest rung for you. And yeah. then We Shall Overcome is just one above that. So, your bottom three are Human Touch, Lucky Town, and We Shall Overcome. Does that sound yes. right? That's right. Okay. All right. And then for me, I have, same as, as you with the. Well, the- I got
0: to say, Lucky Town, I think. Well, no, that's right. I think. I think it's right. Yeah. I so, Sometimes when I think about Lucky Town now, I think I, I like it a lot more than I used to. I don't know if. I'd raise it up higher though, over anything. Well, the,
1: thing, the thing about the thing about Lucky Town is we, there are no um, there are no Hall of Fame songs for us on Lucky yeah. Town. Like there are a couple that I gave a five to. I don't know that you gave a five to any of those songs. Though. There's a lot of fours. So you were you were overall pretty positive on that record, but there was nothing that just like blew you away.
0: Yeah. Like, I think I would rather listen to Lucky Town than the ghost of Tom Jode, just like in the car. I mean, (laughs) I think the ghost of Tom Jode's like a way better album.
1: That well, And that's the thing too, is like some, some albums, and this is a whole conversation I'm sure we'll get back into in in 2020 as we do album by album. There's some albums that are good in that you can put them on whenever and they are worth listening. They're listenable at all times. And then there's some albums that are really good artistically, but maybe you're not just like able to sit down with them at any given point. It's the same for movies, right? Like, I can acknowledge that Schindler's List is one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm not about to just like plop down on a Friday night and watch three and a half hours of Schindler's List whenever I'm in the mood for a movie, you know? So there's, there's such a thing as something that's, that's great artistically that maybe doesn't necessarily, um, evoke the same response from a person as something that's a little bit more enjoyable, but artistically maybe not as solid, you know?
0: Yeah fully agree.
1: Yeah. That's how, actually that's how I feel about the movie Taxi Driver too. Because of the movie The Joker that came out or Joker that came out this year, I've ended up in a lot of conversations about the movie Taxi Driver because that movie which right. Joker is fully derivative of Taxi Driver. But um but one of the things about it is like I can appreciate that it's a good movie, but I never ever feel like watching it, you know.
0: Right. <laughs> and
1: sometimes Ghost of Tom Joad is is similar. So, you know, I get that. All right. So then for me, my my top 5 and again the top two, Darkness on the Edge of Town is number one, then Born to Run number two. Which yeah, if, I'm, if I'm if I'm listing my favorite albums, those two are inverted. Um, because and the only reason Born to Run is not a five is because I give she's the one a four. But Born to Run is still oh. my, my favorite album because it has Thunder Road and Jungle Land. Like I can't, you know, like no matter no matter how many times I can listen to Darkness on the Edge of Town, no matter how much I love every song, none of those songs are elevate to Thunder Road status for me, you
0: know. Or Jungle Land.
1: Or Jungle Land. Yes, exactly. So darn, so according to the data, though, Darkness on the Edge of Town is my number one. Born to Run is my number two. Magic is my number three.
0: Then, right. No surprises. No
1: surprise at all. I've been singing the, that album's praises for almost four years now. Uh, Wildly Innocent and the East Street shuffle is my number four. And then Nebraska is my nope. number five. And then, not unlike yourself, Wrecking Ball is just outside the top five for me. So right. – uh, my my wrecking ball to me is as magic is to you which has been sort of one of the sub themes of this entire journey of ours i think
0: right that's been the whole that that's what the title of this podcast would be it sure would it
1: (laughs) It sure would and then um my my bottom three are the same as as the average so human touches is my lowest with a 2.93 then the promise at a 3.5 and then uh we shall overcome at a 3.3 or 3.53 sorry yeah. So and then everything else is out in the middle. And of course, we're gonna spend the rest of, or we're gonna spend the next, the better part of 2020 talking about each of these albums in detail. So I'm sure we'll revisit some of these rankings and talk about, you know, what we appreciated, what we didn't, how how everything shook out. Oh, may, maybe something worth noting would be like, as far as the box sets go, assuming that High Hopes is not considered a box set, the highest ranked, quote unquote, box set, uh, or anything that could consider be considered included in a box set. Is disc two from Tracks, and that's at a three point
0: seven. Yeah, that surprised me a little bit.
1: It's a good man. It's hard to find. That's the thing that. that yeah,
0: because it's, it's it's a great song. It you is a great find. song. Yeah, think,
1: and that I think that's the only song on the entire Tracks box set that got a Hall of Fame ranking from us.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that it beat the ties that bind. Not that it was you know high, because it's got a few really good songs on it, but that it beat the ties that bind.
1: Well, the reason it beat the Ties to Bind is you, you can blame one Mr. Outside for that because yeah, we yeah. both ranked Mr. Outside, I think, like a one at, at highest. So um, if Mr. Outside had not been included on the Ties to Bind, my guess is Ties to Bind probably would have been higher. Yeah, I think that's right. So I'm, I'm trying to see if there's any other like box set material that I missed. Um, I, I'm with you, though, because there's a lot of really good stuff on Ties to Bind. So I was surprised to see it ranked as low, but uh, that's the Mr. Outside effect.
0: Any other... What happens when you put Mr. Outside on a record? That's right.
1: You're you're begging us to to uh, reduce it in our estimation. So, uh, any other final thoughts before we sign off on
0: all this? Um, it's been a wild ride.
1: It has been a wild ride, and we'll continue it. We'll we'll talk more about albums, and so these rankings will come back in for us uh, as we as we go forward. And of course, our our Hall of Fame, in as completed, is on the website. So, if anybody wants to go yes. see what all the songs are from the Hall of Fame, it they are out there. So, uh, all right, everybody. Well, the next thing that you will hear from us will be the massive year in, uh, year end all media overload episode, which should come out hopefully not too long from now. So uh, we're hoping to have it edited and and released before Christmas. So it can join you on whatever road trip you go on.
0: And look, guys, we've been joking about this between the two of us, but I think we both realize it's not really a joke. (laughs) We live our whole lives for this day.
1: (laughs) Absolutely we do. I in fact I was noticing like I've started writing down everything that I read or watch or listen to beginning January the first for this reason. Yeah.
0: Me too. But here's the weird here's the weird messed up thing is I did that before we did this.
1: I know you did. I I saw your Evernote before we ever recorded a single episode. And JB is not lying. Like that that this basically like like you, you were saying, this basically just gives you a good excuse to do what you were already doing.
0: Right, yeah, used to. I used to yell <laughs> into the void every at the end of every year. I have taken rigorous accounting of all the social media I've consumed or all the pop culture I've consumed this year. Would anyone like to discuss? To which the world always answers with, "No." Until recently, people are like, "Hey, I'm excited to hear about the all media overload," and I'm like, "Are you serious? Because I'm so ready to tell you about it." <laughs> oh man, that's great.
1: I'm excited. Too. So
0: I just. Yeah. I love that. Uh, there are like, and I love when people send us their lists. I get so much joy out of spending the first month of every year, listening to like everybody's favorite records that they respond with and reading those books. And I found, you know, like this is, uh, I don't know. I just love everybody who's listening right now. I love you. (laughs) I really do. This is, yeah.
1: I mean, that's, that's like the best part of being in a community is that you can sort of, or one of the best parts is that you can sort of share the stuff that you love with, with each other like this is the thing you lose with just like the Amazon like people who read this book might also like this book that's not the same thing as like sitting down with somebody and saying like oh you've got to check this out like well and we'll talk more about it when we get into that episode but there were a couple of your musical recommendations that I had never heard of that none of the algorithms that I am part of like put in front of me at all this year and they are great so like yeah that text message
0: from you made my day
1: oh good (laughs) All right. Well, well, we'll save we'll save the rest of that commentary for that episode because it's coming soon and uh, it's gonna be long. So everybody, you know, clear out some space on your hard drive and get get ready for that. And uh,
0: that's right. It's coming until, real soon.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. And until then, I'm Rob. That's JB. And uh, everybody, have a good one. I'm going to hit record and uh, count you in from five, five, four, three, and then the two and the one are silent. So now you do your thing. <laughs>
0: Except for that you said them. <laughs>
1: well, it's radio, so I have to. It's really uh, impossible.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Nope. Welcome to a special nope. edition. It's You are listening to. Oh, right. It's a, you are listening. Oh, my gosh. If I just, if I wasn't being interrupted all the time. I'm so sorry. Somebody could just be quiet and send me the right file. <laughs> I am
1: so sorry. This is embarrassing on so many fans.